You are listening to Matter of Theology, a podcast production that deals with church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. We stand firm on the sufficiency of Scripture, hitting every topic with an open Bible and the boldness to say things that others are afraid to. And now, here's the host of Matter of Theology, Chris Huff. Hey, what's going on there? Welcome to another episode of Matter of Theology, the place where theology matters because everything is well. It is a matter of theology. My name is Chris. I am one of your hosts. Uh, Matter of Theology is a uh, podcast production that seeks to apply biblical truth to all areas of life, whether that be cultural, social, life inside the church. Well, hey, well, that pretty much covers everything. I mean, everything is a matter of theology. Uh, so, and if you did not know, we are a part of the bar podcast network go check them out. The biblical and reform podcast network, uh, a lot of great podcasts on there. Uh, a lot of good people we've gotten to know, um, uh, through the network. So, um, so, so go, go, go check them out. And, um, we are coming to you on the last day of the year, uh, is when you're listening to this for the first time, uh, December 31st, 2021. And the calendar year is getting ready to roll over again. And uh, we are thankful for another year. And so we are, uh, we're just going to hang out a little bit, just have a couple conversations. Uh, We literally have no notes in front of us um, at at all. (laughs) So, um, uh, so yeah, so we're just gonna just kind of talk about the year and, um, uh, what, uh, man, what, what the year has looked like for us. Um, and, uh, and then how should, uh, one of the things I want to kind of get into is how should a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, how should we approach a new year? Should it be something that we, that we, we, uh, focus on resolutions and, um, and, and approach it kind of like the world does basically. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do today. As always, I'm joined by my brother, my friend, uh, my, my podcast better half is that okay to say that i don't think so it's a little weird that's a little awkward mr drew von Nito, what's up it sounds it sounds like you're getting into a little bit of that you've been listening too much to doc and devo right there that's what it sounds <laughs> I've like i've never listened to doc and devo actually really <laughs> really they're not bad really so. really i haven't mm-hmm. i really haven't but man. so I, I will say the only notes that i have are uh for I guess towards the end of the show when we do some recommended reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got That's that the well. only notes I have. Okay, so we can't say we don't have any notes. We do have some notes. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so uh, just you know, we don't ever, man. In fact, I don't think we've ever talked about this on Matter of Theology. Um, as far as the number of um, of of plays or downloads, um. That, that, that we've had in any given period of time. I mean, honestly, and, 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 and Drew and I have talked about this a lot. I don't, I don't look at that stuff typically. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll glance at it. Um, um, and then now I actually, you know, now that I, I actually have access to the matter of theology email, um, you know, we get the update still from Blueberry um, from when we, when we were, uh, when we were using them, now we're on anchor. Um, but it, it's kind of cool, man. Um, you know, since, since our first episode in January of, uh, of 2019, right? 2019, yeah. 2019. Um, I mean, so we've, we've surpassed the 50,000 download mark, um, between Blueberry and Anchor. Um, and, and seeing those is just, 
seeing that it just blew me away um uh to 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 think that anyone <laughs> has uh has, has chosen to to download and, and listen to anything we talk about um uh i mean that 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 many times is is pretty crazy um um so thank you number one um if you've ever listened to any other episode other than this one thank you um and and you know one of one of our taglines and one of the things that that, that drew and i think about often is and, and you see it uh our banner on twitter says uh, for the sake of one and um and and that that kind of has a twofold meaning for me um that 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 twofold meaning is for the sake of the glory of god and according to his word for his glory um, but then if there's just one person out there to whom the Lord uh, chooses to um, have listened to anything Drew and I say, then praise the Lord. If it helps one person, then that's, that's the goal um, is, 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 you know, uh, for the sake of one. Um, so, so yeah, I figured I would just kind of start out by, by saying that. And when I, when I looked at that and, and started adding up those numbers and just kind of crunching that, that was pretty crazy to me uh, to, to, to see yeah. that. Uh, so yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So, so for that tagline, we owe credit to Josh Loftus. Yes, we do. Um, cause he's the one that, that came up with that, but, uh, and yep. he came up with that because of, uh, we were trying to decide basically, um, where to go and what, what to do. And he, and we had one person that reached out and said how some particular episode had helped them. And then Josh was kind of like, you know, for the sake of one, <laughs> you know, yeah, and that just yeah. kind of became the the tagline. So <laughs> it was pretty cool in that, that sense. But to think about uh, people, uh, sip of the coffee there, yeah, um, man. think about people listening to what we have to say. I just, I think about, well, I'm just, uh, I'm just a good old boy from Georgia. You know, I don't <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm a daily FedEx driver. So it's like, what do I have to contribute to the conversation? But, right. uh, people listen. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't be held responsible for your bad decisions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was your decision. You downloaded it. You listened to it. That's, right. <laughs> That's not my fault. Don't blame me. <laughs> So, uh, well, man, just kind of looking back, um, just looking back this year, we started out with, uh, um, you know, 2020 turned 21 is, was the name of that episode, which I thought was genius. That was you, man, that came up with that, that title. Well, I mean, um, cause we had the, it was like, right when it took place, you had the, the thing with the capital um in dc and it was yep. like what in the world is going on here yeah the day before yeah it was like 2021 is already starting off with a bang mm. <laughs> yeah. and that it did my friend that it did yeah Tw 2020 was like what you got for me and 2021 was like oh watch this <laughs> hey y'all watch this oh, that's beer. pretty much what it was yeah hold my beer you know and that's, that's, that's awesome. pretty much what, what we've been seeing. Like, and if you just <clears throat> look at the scope of 2021, right. when, because that was where we kind of had the changing of the president and yeah, yeah, just, yep. just looking at our country, let's just say economically. And then the things that the president says about the country economically, 
it's like, bro, you you're not in the same planet. No, no. Like I'm thinking he he, you know, he's talking about how we this is the best economy, whatever. And I'm thinking, bro, you know, like inflation is like inflation doesn't mean like the economy is up. (laughs) That's a bad thing. Yeah, you're not thinking about this correctly. (laughs) It's like I don't know where you learned economics, but the, yeah. the rest yeah. of us here in the real world are struggling. Right, right, right. Well, and uh, brother, yeah, that was that was crazy, man. Uh, the turning over of 2020 to 2021. Of course, we have the uh, the global pandemic. Uh, no, I did not mispronunciate it. I, I pronunciated it the the right way. Um, Which is weird because now they're walking back all this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, because now, they, they're trying to instead of just saying, "Hey, guys, look, we 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 overshot. We we screwed up." Uh, now they're trying to walk it back and save face. And it's like, don't, don't, don't do that. Just, just, just own it. Just, <laughs> just, just own it. But they can't because then they would give up control. Um, well, and, and, go ahead. I, I mean, you really can't walk it back now because just, you, you shut down the entire country in yeah. 2020 because all this. Stuff. So it's like, how can you even walk? And then you, the mask mandates and all that stuff only to come out and say, you know, uh, cloth masks they really don't do anything yeah, like we work. knew that from we knew that from the beginning yep, but yet yep. you were still forcing them upon us and people were getting arrested for not wearing something that doesn't work in the first place like yep do those people get compensated now <laughs> All these people got arrested because they weren't wearing a mask. Do, do, do they now get compensated? You still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, your your connection got really, really spotty all of a sudden. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe tur- try to turn your, turn your turn your video off. My see if that, video off. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if that helps. Uh, <laughs> you sound like a robot. <laughs> Does that help? Is it's that not, working better now? It's trying to. Is that working better now? Get to a better place in the house or something. Hey, there we go. That's better. Oh, is it? I just, all I did was I got up and to stand by the window. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Drew, uh, uh, Drew right now is in the house that, that he, he, he's internet challenged. Yes. This house is very internet challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, much. No, no. What was, so, so go back to saying what you were saying a second ago about, you know, the, if, if yeah, we, we know that they don't work. And so now what about all those, you bring up a good point, right? What about all those people who lost jobs, uh, were mm-hmm. arrested, fined, yeah. um, all of that. N- now what? Now what? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you had people that were getting arrested because they weren't wearing a face mask, like down in Florida and, and whatnot, yep. Yep. or out in California, you know, yep. they were getting kicked out of places because they didn't have face masks on and all these restaurants and stuff were saying, you got to have a face mask when you come in here. And, but it's like, well, now they're coming, they're coming out and they're walking all that back and saying, well, cloth masks don't work. Well, right. duh. so now 
do these people get compensated? Like, do, no. do they, are you going to pay them money because you arrested them and all this stuff and, and they had to pay these fines and all that stuff? Like how <laughs> there should be some level of responsibility where, Oh, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? <laughs> but it, it's okay. Um, it was, you know, there should be some level of responsibility that says, okay, we made you pay these fines and stuff, um, but we were wrong. So we're going to pay you now pay you back. You know, biblically, what would have to happen is you would have to pay that person back plus 10%. So, right. uh, you know, I'm just going to say maybe we should uh, be looking into uh, biblical law or whatever but you know that's a different conversation for a different day but uh it just has you know more range of accountability for people but it's you know that's that's the thing that's what happens when you give the government control and they do these things and people people fall in they're like you got to obey the government and then you got all these these stupid church leaders that are like romans 13 do whatever they say and you you just gotta you just gotta comply as long as they're not telling you to sin then you just do it like uh, no, you moron, like, or maybe let me use, let me use a, a biblical term. No, you ignoramus. Like that's not how that works. So <laughs> it sounds like you were quoting someone directly right there, buddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well okay. So, so that, 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 that brings us to, you know, kind of where we, where we went next, um, this year was we, we did, um, uh, elections panic and questions right mm-hmm. and we did that a couple of days after the inauguration uh that dropped then but then immediately man we we uh for february we had man what, what we saw um happen um in february um in in, in church world in in church culture uh we did episodes on training for persecution the price of faithfulness um, and then, and then we had technical difficulty and why I was out of town and we just had a little talk about, which actually ended up as a lot of fun. Um, but then we interviewed, uh, I interviewed Aaron Coates and their attorney, uh, after James was arrested. And, um, and so that, that section there in February, you know, we didn't plan that, but it was all kind of, kind of wrapped up in, uh, persecution, remaining faithful. Um, and then here talking with Aaron, um, oh, and then we did fear at the end of the month, um, mm-hmm. and then talking with Aaron and James. So, so that was all, that was all set. We, again, we did not plan that. That is just, just how, um, uh, just as, as you and I were talking and, and, and responding to what was going on around us, that was just where we ended up landing. Right. Um, you know, and, um, but man, you, you just like that, that, that was the start of, of some craziness that we saw. And it's, it's, when I, when I look at this right now, when I'm looking at these titles and I'm looking at the dates, I'm just going, that was just this year. Yeah. Like it, it feels like it was five years ago, <laughs> right. but it was like, that was this year. That was just this year. And like, I feel like I've aged since then. Yeah. Know? Me too, man. Like, like, I, like I, I feel like I got more. Yeah. As I, was yeah. Saying, I feel like my beard's a little more grayer, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only been a year. Yeah, which is crazy, man. Um, crazy that it's only been a year. I mean, because it's it's, but man, this is something that you and I talked about a good bit. We, this is something you you we, we, we kind of saw coming, um, and 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 even more so now, 
Um, if, if people think that just because now the, the, you know, the government's starting to walk back and I, I kind of wanted to camp out on, on that, what you just said a minute ago about Romans 13, but if people think that just because government officials are starting to walk back on, on some of this stuff and now saying you don't have to be quarantined for two weeks, but five days should do it. And don't take a PCR test after you get COVID because it can stay in your organs for uh, 12 weeks. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I mean, D- look, don't don't think just because that's happening that <clears throat> that the the persecution or the the need to remain faithful in the face of persecution um, and 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 walking with courage is going to change. No, no, no. It, it's 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 ramping up. We're going to talk. We'll talk about that towards the end as far as what's going to come uh, in the in the middle of January for us. But um but um but yeah man that any, anything man just thinking back through those episodes in february that stand out to you um what was the i don't have it in front of me you have it but yeah. what was the lineup in february so we did training for persecution which okay, was really so that good one, i really enjoyed that one, that one yeah that one was was an awesome episode um that one was probably one of my favorites yeah um, mine too what else did we do uh the price of faithfulness Okay. What else? Which that was more of a bonus episode. And that's where we, um, that was when we talked to Andrew about what happened to James. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, and then, and then we did, I did that interview with Aaron and then uh-huh. we did one on fear. Fear. Yeah. Fear was a good one too. Cause, yep. uh, so, so I think the training for persecution was one that was probably my favorite because we talked a lot about the Puritans, John Bunyan and, Samuel Rutherford and mm-hmm. in fear, especially uh, brought in another Puritan, John Flavel. Um, so we talked about a lot of that. And I made a dope bumper video. Yes, um, you did. That I don't even know if I still have anymore, but it was awesome. So yeah, February was a good month. Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Um, you know, and then March, we, uh, we did, uh, we had uh, Dave Jenkins back on. Yep. Uh, which uh, was talking about how to, how to read scripture. Yeah. So uh, that, he, yeah. Uh, so, well, that, so, his so book. that episode, yeah, that was his book. Mm-hmm. And that was one I had him on to talk about his book. And he sent me, uh, he sent me a copy of his book uh, first uh, to read so that, and this was before, I think this might've been before the book actually came out. He sent it to me to read so that I could have him on to talk about it. But then I actually got the hard copy of the book that he uh, signed for me and all that stuff signed to me. Um, but so let me tell you about this book. It's called it's the word one. explored. The word explored is one of, I don't want to, I don't want to say simplistic, but it, it makes reading the Bible. It teaches about reading the Bible simply. Uh, yeah. It makes it simple. So, but it also looks at it from different perspectives, how to read the Bible by studying how to read the bible devotionally how to read the bible in certain different ways but then also like applying it as well and one of the things that that i think about when i think about this book one it's it's one that when people say you know how do i read the bible and how do i do this it's one that i i point to and i say go read this book by my buddy um it's really good and you'll and no matter what level you're on you'll understand it and follow it so with it being like that no matter what level you're on, it kind of makes me think um, and compare it to almost like a, a J.I. Packer 
because Packer's whole goal was to simplify theology, uh, right, make it right. understandable for, for the blue collar worker, for the average man. And I think this is what this does. This is like, this takes almost every technical book that you've read about reading the Bible. And then it simplifies it to where you go, Oh, no, that's simple. It's easy. <laughs> I got it. Why didn't I think <laughs> of that? <laughs> so it's, it's really good. The word explored. I would, uh, I recommend you get it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll put a, I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, for that to go get, to go pick that up. Um, yeah. Cause Dave, D- Dave's, Dave's a good brother and that is a good, mm-hmm. a good tool. So yeah. Um, yeah. I talk to him almost every single day. So <laughs> he and I talk all the time, literally all the time. <laughs> nice man. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, man, let's see that. The, gosh, then we, I mean, man, we, um, uh, you know, we, we did an interview with the do theology guys, um, which was, which was awesome. Yeah, that was um, fun. yeah, it was fun, man. And then we talked to Lauren, uh, Lauren Robinson, um, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, the need for women to, to, to learn, uh, to, to learn, learn theology. theology. Yep. 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 And um, we caught some flack for that too. We did. We, like, we absolutely. I don't know if did. you remember, but when I put that on Twitter, like people were coming out of the, like people I never even talked to. We're yeah. like coming out of the wood. We're like, oh, I can't believe you had her on your show. And blah, blah. I'm like, I can tell you didn't even listen to the show. Like, yeah, cause you yeah. would understand that when we had her on the, one of the things we talked about was how she, when we asked her to come on, she had to go ask her husband and her husband actually vetted us. Her mm-hmm. husband was like listening to episodes and then who's a, her husband's a pastor. And it was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with you going and talking yeah. about the need for women to do theology. Um, yep. so, and she's one of those, one of those type of ladies that she serves in her church, but also she is, there's a biblical God honoring submission to her husband that honors her husband as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, and, and one of the things was, and you'll see her, if you follow her on social media and stuff, she kind of comes and goes and stuff, but that's because she'll come on and then, um, But if her husband's like, you know, I think you should kind of tone it back a little bit on social media, you know, then she'll get right off. You know, Um, it's that she does. She has this um, the at at the forefront of her mind is honoring God, honoring husband. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was a good one. That was a good one. We also um, uh, coming up that just in an early uh, early May is when we did one of our first uh, episodes with, uh, with voice of reason with, uh, with rich and, mm-hmm. and Chris Honholtz. And right. man, we right. talked about the peril and pain of pragmatism in the church and oh my goodness, are we still seeing that right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, once pragmatism comes in, it's hard to get rid of. Um, it's like the black mold that just spreads, throughout the house and you don't know it's there. Like you see it in one area and you go to scrub it, but you don't know it's already made its way through all the wood beams in your house. And now the house needs to be condemned, you know? So it's like, yep. that that's the thing about pragmatism because you may bring it in, in one area, but it's going to infect the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, golly. And that's, I mean, <sighs> I mean, we're continuing to see that in a myriad of ways, right? Um, churches that uh, that 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 have have listened to um, listened to the government and have stopped meeting have uh, have led them to find more pragmatic ways mm-hmm. to 
quote unquote gather. Um, right. And, you know, with with now the the iteration of, you know, people like Craig Rochelle and right. Meta Church, right. the Metaverse yeah. Church. And um, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's 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 terrible. It's it's yeah. adulterating. Uh, it's absolutely it, it's adulterating the bride of Christ. Well, it's, that's what happens when you when you have people who neglect what God says and then listen to the goober myth. Um, and then become goobers themselves and just do stupid things. Um, so that's the, it, all. All it is is just re- rejecting God's word. That's all it is. That's yeah. that's what we see. We yeah. see yeah. people do nothing but reject God's word. That's yeah. if you yeah. want to sum up what's wrong with the world, uh, it starts in the church and the church rejecting God's word. That's that's you. You want to solve all the problems? Let's just let's go back. Let's go to every single church. Let's talk to every single pastor and let's say, hey, we all need to repent of our sin and, the, and we need to cleanse ourselves before the Lord. And then we need to come and we need to preach the full counsel of God. Absolutely. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. Because that, 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 that reminds me of something I saw just today. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it was, I believe it was a, a tweet that, uh, that came from Ray Ortland. And I'm going to see. Oh, if, oh, Lord, please don't. I'm going to hang on. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing if I could find it. Hang on one second, because it's one that. Is it very gentle and lowly? Uh, <laughs> No. Is it one? Is, is it something about be, coming to the defense of Beth Moore? Uh, no, no, but uh, but he has done that. Um, yeah. So, oh man, where is it? I'm gonna. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it because I can't. Oh, I can't find it. But he, you know, he did, by the way, he said his best follows this year. Uh, Beth Moore is on his list of best follows. Oh, here it is. I found it. Are you ready for this? No. (laughs) Quote, my pastor friends, here's a crazy idea. In 2022, let's call a, a moratorium on the word should in preaching. Let's replace it with the word can. For example, Rather than you should live a better life, let's say you can live a better life and then explain, period. Gospel, comma, not law, period, close quote, and go. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so first, we're not, the, the Bible doesn't say, hey, you can live better in Jesus. It says, no. I am holy, therefore be holy. It says you should live better in Jesus. Okay, so um, so right off the bat, you're starting with the wrong place, Ray. All right, let's uh, let let's just get that straight. It doesn't. It, the idea of can just is just like you know, you just try, just try a little harder. You know, just just try, give it your best. Just, you just got to give it your best try, okay? Because you can do it. No, it's repent and you should. 
It's like, focus on Christ and do it. Like, don't just, okay. Don't sit back and go, you know what? I know I'm looking at this pornography, but I know I can do better. How about, no, how about throw your phone out the window and do better, okay? And repent of your sin. How about that? How about do that? Uh, you know, it's people like this, people like Ray Ortland are a stumbling block for holiness because, Absolutely. The, because, because the Bible is filled with language that says we must be holy. It doesn't even, and let, let me, let, let me even back up. It doesn't even say we should be holy. It said you must be holy. Be, it's an imperative. Be holy. That's, that's the command. It doesn't say you can, uh, maybe. No, it says do it. There's no confusion. Well, and, and so, so my question, my question to that, uh, to, to that statement is this: so, so are we just to, to, to take out our little red pens and everywhere we see uh, rebukes or admonishments or commands in Scripture that say you should, for example, First Peter two twenty one. Uh, for, uh, for this, you have been called since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps, uh, who did not sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. So my question I is, he, I, I bet he, that tweet got should, littered with that. <laughs> should we, uh, hello, sh- should we um, uh, just, just strike out that and write can, um, even when the Greek itself says should? Um, I, I mean, what? I, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, well, in, in Ray second. Ortland's mind, in Ray Ortland's mind, yeah, that's what you should do, especially because if you're now allowing and supporting women pastors, then yeah, yep. it, just, just throw things out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's fair game. You know, just, just right. take out what you don't like, put in what you do like, you know, but then this whole idea of this false dichotomy of setting the law against the gospel. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so that is problematic. Because Very. The, the law shows us that we need a savior. Mm-hmm. The gospel changes us and now changes our desire so that we love the law. And it is the law that, that it's the law that we must keep in order to be holy. But it's also that strife because it's God's law. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's what God's what honors him. So if we're striving after those things, and of course, we're not going to be, we're not going to keep it perfect, but okay. But because of Christ and the imputed righteousness, we're looked at as though we have kept it perfectly. Right. So, right. But, but, but in our changed heart, we love the law because it's God's law and it's God honoring. So and, and it's one it's those things that help uh, help us on the path of sanctification. The Holy Spirit should be moving you more and more to the law of God, because it's what pleases and honors God. And it's what moves us into uh, holiness. So to to pit them against one another, pit the law and the gospel against one another um, is is very dangerous. It's grossly irresponsible as a pastor. Uh, It's grossly irresponsible as a Christian. 
because when you set the two, and this is, you know, uh, this is this is an important distinction. Um, uh, I think of Romans six fifteen. What then shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? And and what does Paul say? May it never be. May good may, may good No, absolutely not. By no means. Right. So when you say gospel, not law, and you're pitting the two of them against one another, what you're doing is you're giving license for people. Well, I'm not under the law. I'm under the gospel. There's grace. I can sin. Right. right. There's right. grace. Yeah. So it's okay for women to now, uh, you know, become Anglican and serve the Eucharist. And it, it's, it's, you know, no, no, absolutely not. No. Well, no, and, broaden it out. Bro- why, why, why stop there? Broaden it out, right? Because what is uh, our, our law and our justice system is just based off the judicial law of the Bible. So, right. so broaden it out. Well, God's law. Well, yeah, I stole this, but we're not under law. We're under grace. Yeah, I killed this guy, but we're not under law. We're under grace. Yeah, you know, I committed adultery, but we're not under law. We're under grace. You know, where does it stop? Right, right. What, 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 what's exactly. your standard? Where do you draw exactly. the line? Exactly. Well, exactly. And, you know, you can't say gospel not say, – saying gospel not law shows me that you don't understand the gospel. And it shows you don't understand the law either. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't understand what the purpose of the law is. Uh, and I love the way you said that when we started talking about this is the purpose of the law is to incite sin. It's, right. it's, it is, it's to incite it. So, so no, we can't keep the law. Christ came and it's his perfect righteousness because he did keep every letter of the law. And it's that righteousness that's been imputed unto us now. And now that we have a, our heart of stone has been taken and replaced now with a heart of flesh, the veil has been removed from our eyes to, to use Paul's words in First Corinthians. We now, we should love the law. Our desire should be to keep God's law um, in an effort of, uh, of, of continuing along that, that progressive sanctification um, and, and to be holy as he is holy. Um, to, well, to say, now, to, well let's bring in Jesus's words, right? Where they're asking, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is just like it. Like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, mm-hmm. what is he doing? Because what, what, what does he say? Because in this is the law right. and the prophets. So right. Jesus doesn't even divorce the two. He actually no. brings in the law and says, you must keep the law. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought that was just, just with what we were talking about. I was like, Oh, okay. Wait, that, that reminds me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you know, you know what that is? That's Acts 29 teaching right there. Yep. That's what that is. That's Acts 29 all over the place. Yep. Yep. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel, not law, yeah. gospel, 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 well, gospel. Well, they get well the gospel not only right. that, not only that, but it's like, you know, gospel, gospel, we get the gospel, right. But it's also, well, you know, we're just not going to be dogmatic about it. We're, you know, we're going to show, we're going to err on the side of grace. You know, we're, we're, we're going to do all these things and that are completely unbiblical, but you know, Acts 29, eight, two, nine, join our network, give us money so we can be woke. Yeah. You're fired up tonight. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, do this. But let me tell you about my day. Okay. So what it's been got, raining. Bro? It's been raining all day here in Georgia. Yes, it has. Okay. And I had like, here's the thing. We just had Christmas, right? Yeah. You'd never know we had Christmas in the courier service because people do nothing but order and order and order some more. It's like, bro, do you ever have a day where you're just like, hmm, I don't need anything today. Today, I'm not going to spend money. Like, 
dude, not when you work for FedEx. I go to the same houses every single day. And I'm like, how much stuff? Dude, like there's one house I deliver furniture to every single day because they run a business out of their house. And I'm like, you got, how do you have any more room to put any more desks and stuff? Like that house is only so big. I know. Like I've delivered 12 desks to this house and (laughs) I don't know where you're putting them. Like, yeah, oh, so it's been, it's, it's been a day, bro. Like in the first hour when I'm already soaking wet and then I got to go through the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty perturbed. It's like, bro, I'm, I turn on some hymns and I'm like, Holy Spirit, just calm me down. Calm me down. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate for sure. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, buddy. Um, you know, in, in, in May of, uh, in May of this year is when we, when we joined the bar network, it's when we moved over to anchor, um, yep, yep, yep. as far as the hosting platform. And then, uh, man, you took some, you took some time. Uh, well, you said you were going to take some time away. Um, yeah, I know. Really weird. <laughs> so, psych. Psych. Um, but man, we talked about the sufficiency of scripture, uh, we talked about, uh, I think some of the, some of the big ones that we started getting into, uh, pastors and plagiarism. And of course this came on the heels of, uh, the newly Ed elected, Litton. yep. The newly elected Ed Litton, the president of the Southern Baptist convention, uh, it coming to light that he had, uh, plagiarized and parroted a number of sermons by former, uh, so, uh you know, Southern Baptist convention president JD Greer, um, yeah. You could have picked better sermons, you know, (laughs) right? I mean, goodness gracious, at least, I mean, throwing some MacArthur, some, some (laughs) something, man. Look, if you want to, oh, I probably shouldn't say this uh, because it's just, people are going to be like, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Here's the best way to plagiarize people's sermons is you take from multiple people and then you piece it together. Okay. It's too that much way, work, man. Yeah, it's too much. You, you mean I actually got to listen to all that? I don't have my team write it for me. <laughs> right. My, my team of 12 writers. Golly, dude. Right. That's just, you know, and, and hey, the Southern Baptist Convention is yet to address it. So, yeah, well, thanks. They better be careful because they might not be addressing much for long. Right. Um, right. Uh, Man, so then we we got into I I I did some more I did a, a retrieval of the word worship and the sufficiency of scripture and the freedom of the regulative principle. Um, thoroughly enjoyed uh, walking through that. There's some more stuff with that coming uh, as the Lord just continues to work on some stuff in me. Um, and I've been I've been working on some content writing a lot um, over the last few weeks. So more coming on that soon, um, bro. And then we got into our most downloaded episode of 2021 mm-hmm. a candid conversation mars hill mark driscoll and others yeah yep yeah and that yeah. was the one that uh that did also elicit some interesting <laughs> responses yeah. um across across some some multiple platforms there for us so and and man as as that podcast is wrapped up man Did you get any more thoughts on that? Uh, Well, the thing is, is like, it's so weird because you look at Mark Driscoll and you go, 
okay, don't be like Mark Driscoll because there's so much wrong with Mark Driscoll, just bad leadership. Right. Just, okay, go listen to the pod, go listen to that episode and, you know, we address yeah. it there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is like with Christianity today, it was, it started out as this uncovering of, of the things of Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill. But then they slowly started pushing the progressive Christian agenda. I mean, oh, they yeah. were having bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Really bad. I mean, it, it's no secret that they're egalitarian. I mean, and if they were yeah. trying to hide it before, it's out now. Like, isn't <laughs> there's no way to hide it? Um, but the, and and this is where it gets really interesting because. I think up until maybe the second to last episode or something, no scripture was quoted on the part of Christianity today. Every yep. bit of scripture actually came from Mark Driscoll and the yep. way and, and the things Mark Driscoll was saying about it, like he was teaching it in context and it was true what he was saying. Now the manner in which he may have gone about it was probably wrong. And then some oh, yeah. other things, just crass things or whatever that just doesn't need to be in there. But Mark Driscoll was the only one, actually in the bible using the bible but yep. then you see all these people who came out of mars hill and you know mark was always touted as the cussing pastor the people who came out of Mar mars hill were the ones that were actually using profanity left and right and mark never used any <laughs> it was so right weird. right yeah because yeah. as much as you don't want to like mark driscoll and and uh, uh, you know he needs to repent. He needs to come uh, under discipleship in the local church. He doesn't need to pastor. He's unqualified or he's disqualified. Um, but there were a lot of places where he was actually in the right. And you hate yep. to say that, yeah, but it's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. Well, Give it, credit where credit's due. So, so, so here, here's my thing with that, man. And, and, and you're absolutely right. The, the egalitarian, the, the progressive, the, the liberal theology that you hear throughout from Mike Cosper and many others, um, you know, you, 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 hear, you hear these stories and, and the way that, that Driscoll, you know, all the clips they had from Driscoll, um, uh, for the most part, the, the clips they had and the and, and the doctrine that he was talking about was was right, complementarian biblical theology. Yeah. Biblical theology. Now now the, there were the 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 clips that they had in there of um, uh, the men's conference overseas where he was talking about some things that he should not have been talking about uh, as far as the marriage bed, um, you know, and, and the way that he went about those things, the way he said those things. Um, uh, is not okay. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. Cause I, I, cause I, I want to camp out here for just a minute. Um, but, but, but the, oh, the overwhelming bent of Christianity today in Mike Cosper, um, is, is, is painfully obvious. Um, uh, the, the, I mean, they, they pray almost praise the deconstructionist view, um, and, and yeah. elevate that. And, and what that that's part of working out your salvation. No, no, it's not. Um, you know, so, so as that, as that wrapped up, I mean, there were the, the, the things that I thought that were most enlightening is, is, is the things you heard 
going on behind the scenes, uh, the way he led, um, uh, the the similarities of conversations you and I had had with other leaders, mm-hmm. right. um, and, and the things that were said about building the brand, and you know I'm not going to let a podcast do this, and um, you know the all of that stuff, um, all of that stuff. We talked about that in that episode. So, but but he, so so here's something I've, I've thought a lot about, and I've talked to uh, uh, our brother uh, Alex Rodriguez of. Um, used to be the men's muster. He's, he's not doing the men's muster right now. He's pastor of outpost Bible church in Illinois. Um, but he and I have been talking about this and, and, um, is I loved, I love, not loved. I love present tense, not past tense, love reform doctrine. Um, I was, uh, asked recently, um, on the, on the hundredth episode of the dead men walking podcast to, to answer a couple of questions, just in a real quick five minute blurb for those guys, go check out Deadman Walking. Um, their, their, their stuff's pretty solid. It's awesome. Um, but they, they asked the question, why do you hold to reform theology? And why is, why is reform theology necessary in today's generation? And, and so I, you know, I started kind of thinking about this and praying through this. And, and I just, I mean, where I landed and what I said was uh, the reason I love reform theology is because it's biblical theology. Right. Um, it, it is it is theology that is regulated by the scriptures, right. but 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 here's something that's driving me nuts right now, and and we're seeing this in some of the same ways as Mark Driscoll, but then we're seeing it in some other circles as well. I love Reformed theology. Right now, though, I'm having a big problem, and and Reformed culture is driving me nuts mm-hmm. because because what you see right now um, in Reformed culture is the actions of, of quite a few that are showing that they, they say they hold to reform theology, but really they hold to reform soteriology. Yeah. They don't hold to reform theology through and through. And you well, see that if in- they did, if they did, they wouldn't be pragmatists. Exactly. That, that there's, there's one. Um, a, another area is, is you see, you see people, I'm 1689. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm reformed. Um, but they don't pastor and shepherd like someone who should be reformed by the scriptures. They do not love and care for their fellow adopted brothers and sisters in Christ, especially if they're not members of their local church, quote unquote. I got a problem with that. Because that's not what you see in scripture. The Bible says that we're to do good to all, but especially to those in the household of faith. Now, I know that Paul was writing those letters to specific areas, but but that is Holy Spirit-inspired scripture, and that applies across the board. That applies to how we love across. How are, are you taking an opportunity to love your brother and sister on the other side of the screen? I know we talked about the metaverse earlier. No, you can't gather virtually. Yes, I understand that. Uh, you can't do the one another's virtually. Yes, I understand that. We talked about that when we talked about um, um, communion, virtual communion, Lord's yeah. Supper. You know, but there is a way that you you touting that you are reformed should also seek to love and care for those who may read anything you put online. Now, at the same time, you don't, you're not allowing other people's weaknesses to influence who you are and what you do. There is an element of Christian liberty there. There is some gray area there, but man, like it's just. Well, that's why I've, I've kind of resolved in myself to, if I have extra money, right. I'm not going to, you know, just give, give it over to a ministry, to a big ministry. I'm just going to give it to my local church. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. So man, it's, it's stuff like that. It's, 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 it's the, man, it's just like, I, I understand it's the end of the year. Like I get that, but brother, there's a constant barrage right now. <laughs> asking for money asking for it's like give it a rest ask once or twice remind people keep it in front of them but good night you know give it a I rest. mean how why not give me money you know give, here I'm gonna make a slew of videos and put them out and say give me money for my for my <laughs> podcast ministry like how do you think how well do you think just that, that would go just, over just you give know? me money <laughs> hey give me money I I'm, I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna say it up front uh, just give me money for my ministry. What, that, that, that's it, man. The, the, like, I mean, yeah. that's just. I'm not going to sweet talk to you and tell you tell you our plans and what we're going to do and how the future <laughs> looks bright and all this stuff. I because really, I just want your money. Just give me your money, and we're just going to keep making shows. Here, here's something else I've been thinking about. Okay, this is just freestyle, right? We're just talking about the years. You know what I'm thinking of right now? Because because I, I said that, I feel like. Uh, you're going to get a text from Alex and he's going to go, man, that was savage. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does say that when, when you post something like that, like yeah. he'll text me, he'd be like, dude, 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 Drew's a savage. So, so here's, here, I have a question. I have a question. I have an answer. Okay. I, I have a sincere question here. All right. If, okay. I, I, I'm right now holding in my hand, my Bible. Okay. Okay. There it is. You can see it. Other people can't. It's a legacy standard Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. The preferred translation of matter of theology. Um, <laughs> and so I have a question, brother. We have everything we need in this book mm-hmm. in, in, in pertaining to all matters of life and godliness. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. There are those, Paul says in Ephesians 4, who have been set apart to be, um, and I want to look up the verse, uh, pastors, elders, you know, teachers, and, and, and the whole, here it is right here. Um, verse 11, and he gave himself, he, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and in the full knowledge of the son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature, which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So that why, so that uh, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness of and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head that is Christ from whom the whole body being joined and held together by what every joint supplies according to the properly measured working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love, right? So that's, that's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. So here's my question. Do you think it's appropriate for pastors, leaders, ministry leaders to do the work of evangelists, to do the work of pastors, to do the work of accurately handling the text of scripture, developing tools for the, uh, the, 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 the invisible church to equip them. Do you think it's responsible 
And do you think it is allowed according to scripture or should be done by putting it all behind a paywall? <laughs> oh man, the paywall. Um, no. Why should it be behind a paywall if the goal is to equip people? It, Thank you. If, you're, if your goal is to equip people, then equip people. If you're called to be a teacher, then teach. You know, it's, it's one thing for Paul to say, you know, don't, uh, don't muzzle the oxen, right? And he's, he's, he's speaking, he's using animal husbandry laws to talk about, you know, the pastor needs to be paid. Yeah, sure. We get that. Yeah. Absolutely. Your pastor needs to be paid. Absolutely. Your people on staff need to be paid. Yeah, we get that. Absolutely. But if you're, if you're called to, to preach and teach, then preach and teach, but don't go out outside of, of that context and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to teach you but you got to pay me for it. Right. Because at, at, at that moment, right. You're just, I don't want to say tax collector. Um, but that's just what's popping into my mind right now, because these are, man, the truths that are in scripture are beautiful truths and they're, Amen. and, and God freely gave them to us. So why would we charge people for what's inside? You know, if my, if my goal is to equip preachers, if my goal is to raise up first, okay. If you're, if you're going to put this behind a paywall, if I, if I'm, if, if I'm a guy that is being told I need to come here and, and I need to pay for what they're going to teach me in, in order to be a better, a b- better equipped for ministry, I'm going to tell you just go to seminary. Don't Thank even yep. just, just go to seminary. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and even still, I'm going to say with that, I'm going to say, you know what, you could just go to Ligonier's website and they have all this stuff for free. (laughs) Or you could pay $9 a month for Ligonier Connect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or or you could go to Grace to You and listen to John MacArthur's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of sermons and get a theological education. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) it's like, I mean, and, and you can, there's so many things like RTS has, is, is there's some issues with RTS, Lig Duncan, all that stuff, but their app and their lectures, basically free seminary, dude. Okay. Just go there and learn, take notes, you know, get those books or whatever. Do the work. Yeah. Just do the work. But yeah, it's, if I'm, if I know that I'm called to preach and teach and I start this big ministry to where I have to ask, continually ask people for money in order to give them the, the beautiful truths that are in scripture that God freely gave, there's, there's a disconnect. There's something wrong. Now, I understand that ministries need money to, to continue, sure, but, sure. but here, here's one thing, and I'm going to step in it right here. Okay, dude, I'm going to step in it. Go for um, it. So. I think G3 is a wonderful conference. Okay. Yes. Amen. I, I mean, the speakers there are the, are the best Bible expositors today, Amen. hands down. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Um, and, and, and honestly, I would push everyone. I would tell everyone you need to go to a G3 conference at least once in your life. Uh, if not yep. every year, I think, I think the money you do pay to go to a G3 conference is very beneficial. Um, right. I think right. it's very helpful. Agreed. Okay, but one of the things that kind of irked me this year was that the live stream was $15. Yep. 
Okay. Now, every live stream before that was free. Because I remember not being able to go, but I could tune into the live stream. Yeah. And I yeah. would, and, and I would listen. But not only that, whoever did the live stream, it just kept freezing. It kept shutting oh. down and kept crashing. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, if, if I paid $15 for that, then I need my money back, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, but why you're already getting through ticket sales, lots of money. Why, why not just live stream it for free and let the gospel messages go out? Let them go out because then you know what, what what's going to happen now? Um, maybe, I, maybe I don't pay money for, for the ticket to go to the conference. Maybe I don't pay for the live stream, but I just, I'm patient and I, I'm a patient guy. I just wait for them to be uploaded to YouTube or the app and then I listen for free that way. But, right. Because this year I wasn't able to go. You know, yeah, I yeah, was not yeah. able to go and yep. I didn't hear any of the messages, even the one day that I went for, you know, that half a day, the half day. Yeah, yeah. But, but what the, the messages just came out, just listened to all of them. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't need, didn't need to pay anything. So, you know, not a big deal. I'm patient. I can wait like that. So, but then what happens when people start catching on and doing that? Well, then the app is, you're going to need to pay for the app too. Um, and pay for all that stuff. But, you know, if I want to listen to a Paul Washer sermon, they're all over the place. Yep. I don't, I, I don't need to pay um, for that. I can listen to voting sermons all over the place. You know, the, the Bible expository workshop, and it's really funny because when you went to the Bible expository workshop and the things mm -hmm. that you were doing, yeah, that's, that's my master's degree. That's what my degree is in. So everything you were doing in that one day is everything I was trained to do through my master's program. Right, right. So, so all the worksheets you have, yeah, I got them already. And I already, right. I already know how to implement them. So it's like, I don't need to pay money to go to this workshop because I already have those skills and that's what I do. So guess what? Anyone who wants to go to a, to a Bible expository workshop, reach out to me. And uh, I'll probably cut that price in half or do it for a quarter of the price. Okay. I'll teach you how to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> bro, it's, it's this, it's literally the same. You were telling me all the stuff you were doing. I was like, yeah, I've already, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's <laughs> what, go ahead. No, I mean, to cut you off. no, it's just, it's just like, dude, you're literally, charging people money for just to teach them how to exposit scripture. Like, yeah, well, man, and you know, I, 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 I get that, um, to a degree. Mm -hmm. I mean, let me just, let me just preface sure, it. Sure, you know, sure. I get that. To I believe a every, every class room, classroom teaching worth doing should be worth the money. Yes. Right. Right. I, I, yes. Uh, um, and, and, and that was invaluable time. Uh, I've, I've, I've talked about that a ton and, and, and we'll continue to say that. Um, so, but, but one of the things I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm noticing right now, again, just goes back to loving reform. Maybe we need to do a more of an expounded episode on this, but, um, love reform doctrine, but reform culture is, mm -hmm. is, 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 is just, just, frustrating me a little bit right now. Um, you know, th there, there's no one network or ministry that has the, uh, that, that I almost view it as a little bit of Gnosticism. 
um, you know, that, 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 you know, this network or this ministry is, it has the, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Has the, uh, the agents. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, but, oh, but that's a good word. Um, <laughs> there, 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 there's no one ministry or network that has the, the market cornered on reform theology that has okay. the, you know, um, that, 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 is the, the, are the sheriffs of what truly is reformed or isn't, um, right. you know, you, you know, it, 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 yeah. So, so man, just, just seeing some of this stuff and, yeah. and, and why, why tools are great. Um, ministry you know, tools I got, are great. The, the most, the most I learned about reform theology came from an hour and a half phone call that I had at the beginning of the year. Okay. So, you can, you can study the doctrines of grace, you can study Calvinism, you can study the sufficiency of scripture and all that stuff. When we were having talks of planting a church, okay, one of the people that I reached out to is John Snyder, okay, John Snyder, pastor of uh, Christ Church New Albany in New Albany, Mississippi. He's, he basically runs Media Gratier, so the Logic on Fire documentary through Spurgeon's so eyes, yeah. So the Puritan documentary, all that stuff, like John Snyder runs all that. Um, he's like the guy that's, I guess, the president of it. But he's also um, on the board for Heart Cry Ministries with Paul Washer, you know, so um, well-connected guy. But he took the time out of his day to talk to me. Um, and I sent it because I sent him this email. I sent him a couple emails, you know, about asking him about planning a church and stuff. Yeah. And I said, you know, we want to be confessional, hold to the 1689. We want to be uh, we want to do expository preaching. We want to hold to the regulative principle, right? All these reformed things, right? That we know that we would look at and we would say, okay, because we're reformed, like this is right. So right. this is what we must have. Right. So, so I'm talking to him and he goes, you know, it's really funny because I was listening to the latest episode today of the whole council and he was talking about some of these things. And I go, we talked about that, you know, on the phone. So, uh, That's awesome. but he was like, yeah. So he was like, uh, you know, I love expository preaching. I've preached at conferences on expository preaching and he goes, but is it, we must do expository preaching or do we do expository preaching because that's what elevates God the most Come on, man. and what, and what shows people the beauty of God and of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he said, do we hold to confessions just because we want to be right? Or do we hold to a, a particular confession because we believe that it's, it's very uh, short summaries of the beautiful truths that are in scripture that reveal God. That's you know, right. Do do we hold to the regulative principle because it's just right, or do we hold to the regulative principle because it's the most God honoring thing that we mm. can do? And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to plan the church at the moment. <laughs> I need right. to. I need to mull over these things because he, because he was just giving me things that I never talked about. But it's the it's the it's the heart of the reformed position, it, mm. which goes all the way back to the, the gloriousness and the magnificence of God and Christ Jesus, the, what right. honors him the most, what brings him the most glory mm. is going to be the things that we should do. 
Well, brother, and that, amen, amen, and right on. And I, I, here's here's something else, right? Here, here's something else that 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 uh, going along those lines. I mean, do we do we hold to the regulative principle because it's right, or do we hold to it because it's what's what's the most God honoring? And can you defend it accurately using Scripture, or mm-hmm. or are you going to defend it using what you heard someone else say? Right. Are are you reformed? Because you heard someone say that they were reformed and talk about why they are, but you can't articulate that and defend that from scripture rightly right. and accurately handled. Um, you know, and, and and I think you see you see some who would 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 say and confess that they are these things, but 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 they're truly not. You know, they're just um, they're, they're 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 reciting a systematic theology and they're not reciting scripture. Right, right, correct. I mean, or I mean, brother, it's it's even in, in this. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those things that I'm like, okay, well, I mean, this also you could get into this. It's like, well, I mean, don't say. And I was having a conversation uh, a few weeks back with a with a faithful brother, faithful brother, um, um, at at a church, and and we were talking about the fact. I mean, this is a church that holds to the 1689, and he was saying he's like, well, I don't say I'm 1689 because I can't truly say with a hundred percent conviction that I hold to everything in the 1689. So I like it. I use it as a reference. It helps me, it helps me be able to gather my thoughts and, and put everything together and succinctly be able to say something as it relates to these doctrines. But I don't call myself 1689. I don't call myself, I'm, I'm Westminster, I'm Belgic, I'm whatever confession um, uh, you, you, you desire to hold to, because he said, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, uh, it wouldn't be a statement made in complete integrity, because there are things in there that I don't do that I don't hold to. And he gave some examples and I'm like, bro, that's a good point. I, I, I had not stopped and thought about that before, mm-hmm. but it, it's like, well, you know, where do you get your theology? Do you get your theology from the scriptures or do you get it from someone else? Um, mm-hmm. Because honestly, when, when, when push comes to shove, when the, when the crap hits the fan, when, when you know, when, when the hammer's pulled back, when the pitch is thrown, however you want to word that, when it's time to step up to the plate and swing the bat, if you don't get your theology from scripture, when your feet are held to the fire, if you don't get your theology from the scripture, can defend it from the scripture, then it, 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 it's, it's not going to hold. You, you, right. yeah. you, will, you will back down. You will well, let back me get, down. Right? Yeah, let me give an example. <laughs> Okay. And this is, this is, this this is just a more recent example. And this is just conversation with someone that I love, you know? Um, And so we'll we'll have these conversations and this is basically how the conversation goes. We'll be talking about something, some kind of topic, some kind of thing. And I'll go, yeah, but scripture says yada, yada, yada. And then they'll reply. Yeah. But I think blah, 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 blah. And then I'll reply. But scripture, scripture says, says this, that, and the other. And they'll go, yeah, but I believe blah, blah, blah. And then I'll say, yeah, but scripture says this. And then almost as a like the trump card, they'll go, well, God told me this, that, and, this. and I'm going, I don't think he did because nope. his word says this. <laughs> You know? He's not so, going to say something that's going to contradict his words. Right, right. Right. But that's, but the, you know, that's just, you have to know the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You have to, it's good to, to know other things and, and what other people say about other things and stuff like that. But if you don't know the scriptures, 
it's going to be obvious that you don't know the scriptures. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be obvious in the things that you say, uh, but more importantly, it'll be obvious in, in the actions and the fruit that come out of how you live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It That's absolutely right. will. So uh, <laughs> nice little, we, we, we may end up talking more about that, man. Um, definitely. Sure. Uh, well, well, brother, coming into uh, the new year, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't need to approach it. Um, let, let me just, let me rip the bandaid off. We don't need to approach it the way the world does. We don't need to approach it in a way where, where we're going to make these empty resolutions or vows before the Lord. Uh, the Lord takes empty vows very, very seriously. Um, very seriously. Ecclesiastes talks about that. Uh, there are multiple places in scripture that talk about that. Um, and, um, you know, I saw a tweet, I want to say it was by Nathan Bingham, uh, of Ligonier who said, if it's important enough to start January 1st, it's important enough to start now. Um, yeah, it's a good word. It's a good word, man. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, however that, I mean, that, that said, it's good to have goals. It's good to have, have a plan. Um, being prepared is biblical. Um, there is, there is, uh, there is absolute fruit and, and favor and blessing found, um, in, in preparation and mm-hmm. taking your time to prepare. And so, man, one of the things I know that each of, you know, you and I have done, and, and we just, we're doing this this year and I think we've done it every year in, in some way, shape or form, but uh, I know this year I'm writing down my goals that I have and I'm writing down what I'm going to do. So, um, so for me personally, what I want to do this year um, is um, is I'm going to read through and I'm going to study the book of Romans this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and how I'm going to do that, um, I'm going to uh, uh, break up Romans. Uh, there are 14 chapters in Romans. Um, so I am going to uh, basically read two chapters, uh, two chapters a month, every day, every day for the, the Romans one and two. It's like so January, I'm going to read Romans one and two every day. Um, and then, um, uh, on top of that, what I'm going to use to assist in my study of Romans is, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones's, uh, commentary set. Um, so, uh, I didn't get the set, uh, Banner of Truth had an amazing Christmas sale and it went yeah. very fast, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, Reformation Heritage Books has them on sale, um, for a great price individually. So I'm just going to do it individually, um, mm-hmm. and we'll end up having all of them by the end of the year. So, um, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to read, uh, be reading a, 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 let me back up. The reason I'm doing that is because, um, and also on top of that in, in the Bible, um, my brother, Alex and I, he's, he's got a few other people that are, are jumping on with this. Um, we are going to read through all of scripture, all of the old Testament this year and the new Testament twice. Um, so he's come up with a plan and it's on our calendars. So it's a, there, there's, there's going to be a reminder that pops up every day. Um, and the purpose of, of doing this is not so we can say that we did it, but the purpose of doing this is so that, I mean, the Holy Spirit uses the word of God in our lives to sanctify us. And so in, 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 in 2022, and I've already started, um, but in 2022, especially when I saw that tweet by Nathan Bingham, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't need to wait. <laughs> so, um, in 2022, um, uh, I, I, want, I want the majority of my reading to be in the scriptures. Um, or, or, uh, something expounding on and commentating on the scriptures, um, on top of that. Um, so that's going to be what I do first every day, um, that I want that to start out and and kick off my day. Um, on top of that, um, I am going to be reading through, 
um, the Long Line of Godly Men series of books that the general editor, of course, is Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. Um, and he wrote most of them. He didn't write all of them. Um, but um, but uh, I'm going to be reading through uh, those. There are 14 of those total. Uh, so it's kind of cool. 14 of those books. There's 14 chapters in Romans. That's going to be my focus in 2022. And then, of course, I mean, as we're doing uh, podcast episodes, anything that we're uh, that we're doing on the podcast, of course, I'll, I'll be referring to, I'm sure, different commentaries and um, and uh, and books and, and and so on and so forth. But those those right there, that right there is going to be my main focus um, for this year. Um, and um, and then, man, uh, one of the goals I have written down, uh, and one of the ways that I felt like I did not, I I I, I didn't uh, as much as I need to is focused prayer. Um, I mean, focused, uninterrupted on your knees, not for the sake of saying, look at me, but because it's communion with God. It's, it's, it's that sweet, sweet time of conversation with the Lord. Um, and, um, and, and I know that that this year has been, I I haven't done that enough. Um, I have done it. (laughs) There've been moments that the Lord has driven me there, um, uh, through, through circumstances, but, um, um, but, but I want there to be focused time, uh, in prayer, uh, by myself, but then also with my family. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and my foxhole buddies, you know, as RC Sproul would say, and, uh, and, uh, I tell you what, brother, um, I'll, I'll just leave this here, uh, that, that list of foxhole buddies that I thought I had, um, through the Lord's provision got, got a lot smaller and I'm okay with that. Um, and, and you are absolutely one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, uh, and you have been, man, you have been for, you know, since 2018. Um, so that's my plan. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, what yep. you got, bro? Um, well, um, you know, along with my Bible reading plan, um, and I'm doing the, the Robert Murray McShane reading plan. That's um, a good one. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm going to actually be spending a lot of time in the book of John. Um, nice, man. And the reason being is because there's several books that I'm going to be reading that are essentially commentaries on John. Uh, one is called The Inner Sanctuary. Uh, it's it's a, a commentary on John chapters 13 through 17. Um, so I have that. And so Love that. As, I am, as I'm studying through, there's just, uh, you know, I'm going to be going to be spending basically the whole year in John. Um, and what else? Uh, one, one of the things I've been starting now, bec- and it's, it's mainly because uh, I have to wait till everyone goes to sleep, <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, you know, really uh, having prayer time. And, uh, mm. it's one of those things that, that I have neglected for a long time is, is prayer, yes. not just, not, not just intercessory prayer, praying for other people, but just, you know, prostrating myself before the Lord. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's one of those things, you know, I did the other night and it was almost, you know, I was almost tears <laughs> just at Amen. going, Lord, I've neglected this for so long. I've neglected yeah. you for so long. Yeah. Um, and things like that. So, um, so that's, that's pretty much my focus, uh, going into, into the next year and having more, uh, family Bible studies. Um, this is something 
I have been trying to start. And when I say family Bible, study, I don't mean me, my, me and my wife. I mean me, my wife, my in-laws. And it has always been a struggle just because my in-laws don't like to talk about the Bible with me. That's <laughs> so true. They don't. They don't. Um, and that's, and I don't know why I'm always very gracious. I'm always very that's nice. True. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so I, I don't know, but that's one of the things I've, I've said, you know, uh, we need, we need Bible time. And I was, and I sent in a, uh, a family group text. I was very adamant and I was very straightforward. This is what we need to do. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. Uh, another thing I also want, want to do, um, and I have been convicted about this for a long time, is decreasing my TV time and increasing my reading time. Um, yeah. Now, I'm walking upstairs, so you may hear a two-year-old yell. Uh, if he does, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, man. And no apparently, this, apparently this, this sleeper I got for Rhett is too small. Yes. Okay, then I'll go bigger. So Rhett gets, uh, Rhett gets cold very easily. Um, so we've got to keep him warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but dude, Rhett is he's a long baby. So even though he's a newborn, you know, he doesn't fit the newborn stuff. He's got to have that <laughs> the three to six month stuff. So it's kind of crazy. But yeah, so decreasing TV time, uh, increasing my uh, my prayer and my study time. And it's one of those things that, you know, I just think or one or I notice that we waste so much time watching Absolutely. TV, you know, and yeah. it's when you think about it, the things that we allow on our TV are the things that we allow in our home. And people don't think about it that way. It says three. So, uh-oh. And Lawson closed the door on me. <laughs> and he's clapping. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think about shows like The Voice and The Mass Singer. and But more particularly, The Voice, where you have, it's nothing but homosexuals and transgenders telling their story, trying to become famous singers. Yeah. And we, we sit in front of the TV and we watch this and we go, Oh, they can sing or no, they can't sing or whatever. And, and we're, we're actually, we're actually cheering on the culture Yep. by, by going, Oh, well they should have made it. Oh, they shouldn't have made it. Whatever. Yeah. Not knowing those people need the gospel. And not only that, so we're allowing this into our home. And then we're allowing these networks that hate God and produce these things. We're watching them and we're going, oh, it's okay. And then we we we're we're shocked when our children act like heathens, you know, and act like the world. So mm. it's like, well, and so it's just what you know, we just need to get rid of TVs <laughs> and just just read together you know, study together, you know, yeah. it, that, that's just been one of my convictions for a long time. Um, 
and it's hard because I like TV, you know, especially right. after, especially after I get home from work, I'm like, well, I don't want to do anything, but sit down and watch TV, disengage my mind. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's, I mean, amen, brother. I, I, uh, Paul Washer after G3 speaking of Paul Washer, we were talking about him earlier. He was talking about how it's, uh, um, it's, it's so easy for us to sit down and do that. Um, after, I mean, just sit down and consume and binge watch and everything else. It's very, very easy for us to do that. But one of the things that he, uh, that, that he talked about was, you know, our, our flesh, uh, our flesh battles against like sitting down and having that, that, that focused, uh, that, that, that focused time in the scripture, um, or, or the, the focused time. And just like you said, man, prostrating yourself before the Lord. Um, and, uh, and, and, and bro, I mean, he talked about how our flesh hates that. So it's, it's always difficult. Um, it's always difficult to do that. But, um, but one of the things that he said in that sermon is you can tell a lot about a man by how he approaches prayer and how he, uh, how he talks about and how he talks to God. Um, and, and he referenced, um, you know, the, the, the book of Luke talks more about Christ's prayer life um, and, and the Holy Spirit than almost anything else. And he said that, you know, there's a correlation between seeing the power of the Holy Spirit working in through your life and the amount of time you spend in the word and in prayer. Um, and um, so, brother, that's I mean, when I heard that in October, that just really that challenged me then. But then um, in thinking about the upcoming year. Um, and how I want to approach this year, um, man, I don't, I, I want to, I want to know my God. Right. And how, how is that going to happen through s- diligent focused study of the word and diligent focused time in prayer? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I want, if you want to activate like, the Holy spirit, read the word and, <laughs> and pray. <laughs> Holy spirit activate. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, you know, but, but I, I, you know, to, to your point too, about family, if you want to know your family and men, if you want to lead your family, uh, or, you know, if, if there's anybody listening to this that are single parents, whether you're, you're men or women, if you want to lead and serve and love your family, um, have that focused time in the word and in prayer with your family. Um, and that, that's definitely a goal that we have as a family this year. So, um, so yeah, man, brother, that's, that's interesting. Like, and, and by the way, we didn't, we didn't exchange any, any thoughts about what we were doing this year until just now. Um, and and one of the the books, one of the books that's on my list for, uh, recommended reading when we, when we get to that section is about prayer. So, yeah. Mine is too. Actually, I got one right here. Speaking of that, man, what you got? What are some good, re- what, are, what are some recommended um, you got this year? Yeah. So first, uh, to the, to the listener, you want to have a good balanced diet of reading. Um, when you, when you read, you don't want to want everything to be just academic systematic theologies because <laughs> you, you kind of, you, you tend to become rather cold. Um, but you also don't want everything to be kind of warm and fluffy, uh, because, you know, then you just turn into a sissy. So, you know, (laughs) you want to have a good balance. Okay. I've just been waiting to use that word. Um, so what, what is it? He says on the water boy, last game of the year. Don't hold anything back now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. So, so what I've, what I've got on my list is there's some things that, that I'm reading now. There's some things that, uh, that I have read. And then there's some things that, that are, that I'm going to be reading, um, this year. And then there's some things that are always just kind of constant, like devotionals. So, so the first thing that I would recommend people read, um, since we were talking about reform, reformed and we were talking about Calvinism is the history and theology of Calvinism by Kurt Daniels. So good. So good. And one of the things that I really love about this, this book is one, it's history. So, so you get kind of the church history aspect of it. And then when it gets to, you know, talking about the doctrines of grace, you have that theological aspect of it, but the, the, what's really going to draw you in is the way Kurt writes. Yes. And so one of the things I noticed is I think this was a much larger work. And then I think he cut it down because as I'm reading it, I go, we're already done with that section. That should be much longer, much larger. But yeah. when you read it, it reads so easily. It's so comprehensible. You know, before you know it, you're seven chapters in and you go, wow, I can't believe I'm already seven chapters in. Um, it, it moves along really quickly and it's a really good, uh, really good read. Uh, the second book that I have is, called, is one that, that I've referenced often uh, on this show, and it's called The True Christian's Love to the Unseen Christ by the Puritan Thomas Vincent. Uh, this is was a book that was recommended to me at the beginning of the year by John Snyder when I was talking to him on the phone. Um, and so I immediately got it, immediately read through it. And it is one that I'm probably going to read through every year just because it talks about Christ's love to us, but then the love that we should have for him, though we don't see him, right? We love him, yet we have not seen him whom our heart loves. But uh, it's talking about that love and devotion that we should have to him. Uh, the next book is one that I'm currently reading. It's called Because We Love Him. Now, this is by Clyde Cranford. Now, Clyde Cranford is the guy that actually discipled John Snyder. And this book is fantastic for discipleship. Um, I'm reading this book, and it has, it, it's very warm in the way that it's written. It's very theological it's saturated with scripture, but it's very practical and he Mm -hmm. applies it to every aspect of your life and moving towards holiness. So, uh, this is a book that I would highly recommend if, if you're a discipleship pastor or you're discipling someone, I would recommend you get this book and go through it with whoever you're discipling. Um, the next book I would recommend is called salvation in full color, which is edited by Richard Owen Roberts. It's a collection of sermons from the great awakening and it's basically on the ordo salutis and it's put in a specific order um to to and and richard richard owen roberts in the in the beginning he he explains why it goes in this order but you just see the the functionality of of how it works and it's very good um i mean anytime you can read sermons by great awakening preachers do it yes oh my gosh Uh, the, the next two books are more devotional, and they're one that are kind of mainstays always, and that's The Valley of Vision and Visions, of, uh, visions from the Past. They're Puritan, uh, yeah, they say, there you go, Puritan Prayers and Devotions. Um, and so, so that's, uh, that's kind of what I have read or what I am reading now. 
what I'm going to be reading this year, uh, The Hidden Life of Prayer by David McIntyre. So uh, listening to Paul Washer talk about prayer, uh, he, he said he, he needs a book on his desk to help him focus and remind him to pray. And he said, this is a book that he constantly keeps on his desk to remind him to pray, which is weird because when you think of Paul Washer, you think of a man who, who is in prayer all the time. Um, this is a guy that they, uh, that, uh, the powers that be at G3 this year couldn't find him before he went, was scheduled to preach because he found a quiet corner somewhere and was praying by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm really excited to, to read this book, The Hidden Life of Prayer. I've already mentioned The Inner Sanctuary, um, a commentary on John 13 through 17. And then two books I'm going to be reading are both by Thomas Goodwin, and they're both Puritan paperbacks. They're, it's called Christ Set Forth and the Heart of Christ. Um, and also during this year, I'm going to be studying, um, going through some confessions. So the 1689 and the three forms of unity, which is the Belgic confession, the canons of Dort and the Heidelberg catechism. Did you so get the one a, I had? Is the one you have hardcover? Yeah. So I went to get that one and I thought I was getting that one with the forward or whatever by Joel Beakey. So they didn't have the hardcover. What they sent me was a soft cover. Oh, okay. But it's all it's all there. Yeah. Nice man. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, th- this year has been filled uh, for me just uh, with 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 a lot actually. And 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 he, Drew's absolutely right. Don't 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 feel um, don't don't feel like you have to read a, a, a systematic theology a month. Um, that's a that, that that's a good word, man. What? There we go. Um, so, because uh, oddly enough, I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I'm a big history guy um, as well as, uh, as I, I love theology and I love history, specifically American history. Um, so, a couple of uh, uh, good, good reads uh, that I would recommend: New Life in Christ, Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. He wrote that this year. Um, read that phenomenal. Uh, the Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. Um, uh, Show Me Your Glory by Steve Lawson, also on the Attributes of God. Um, Jesus Unleashed by Dr. John MacArthur. I read that this year. I did read back through the Doctrine of Repentance um, uh, by Thomas Watson. Um, and um, so I would not only, I, I agree with Drew, the history uh, and theology of Calvinism. Kurt Daniel, pick that up. Um, definitely pick that up. There's also another one uh, entitled The Essential Scriptures. It's a green cover. I, can't remember who wrote it now. Uh, John MacArthur wrote the forward. I'll have to look it up and see. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but it's a good, concise, uh, it's, it's along the same lines of the Kurt Daniel book, good and concise systematic theology. That um, is always good to have uh, Valley of Vision stays on my desk or in my bag. Uh, it, is all, it is never far from me. Um, and that is the book that I keep on my desk reminding me to pray. Um, as far as the recommended reading this year, um, I try to, I want to really, you know, study church history and, and, and read some good biographies. So that the long line of godly men series is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Alex and I are going to actually start next week, uh, reading revival by Lloyd Jones. Um, so that was one, uh, uh, one that I've been wanting to read. And so, 
so we're going to start there and along with the biographies that I have. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm good <laughs> for the year. <laughs> I have a tendency to start a lot of books and not finish them. Um, so I will say this, one of the things that I'm going to read this year that I have on my list and it's on my desk is, uh, speaking of Watson, the Lord's prayer, um, his, his exposition of the Lord's prayer, um, is one that I want to want to read. And then I want to get back into, uh, Jeremiah Burroughs, the rare jewel of Christian contentment. Um, and then lastly, I will recommend, um, uh, keeping the heart John Flavel, um, is, uh, is, is, is one that, um, that be ready. It will wreck you. Um, but, um, but, but that's, that's what I'm going to be going through this year. I have read the flavor one before, but uh, I'm going to read it back through it again. So, um, nice. yeah, man. Yep. Um, it's good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And one thing that I would suggest, uh, to the peoples is it's one thing that I'm starting to do, um, <clears throat> is journal the books that, uh, that you read. So, I started with because we love him. And what I do is I have a notebook and uh, I write, you know, basically the chapter that I'm in. And then I just go through and uh, as I'm reading and it forces me to read slower, but it forces me to pay attention to what's actually being said. Mm, And I'm drawing out little things and I'm, I'm making a note of it, writing it down. Um, And so, uh, sometimes those things end up in, in my prayer time as well, <laughs> you know, what, you good. Know they should. ways, they should. ways, yeah, ways of looking at God that I just never thought about before. Um, so journaling what you're reading is, is a good way to help you retain what you're reading, um, and pay attention. And it, 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 it is one of those things as I'm noticing, that's also helping me in other walks of my life as well. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. So awesome. Well, brother, anything else, man, that you want to chat about? No, I think we pretty much covered it in my uh, rants. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) Good rants, though. Good rants. Yeah. Well, um, on uh, on behalf of 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 Drew and uh, and myself, thank you. every, every, everybody that, that listens to us, um, we're grateful for you. Um, and we, we say this often and, but we sincerely mean it. If we can be praying for you in any specific way, please reach out and let us know. Um, when, uh, when, when we get those, uh, requests, um, we, we stop and pray for them immediately. Um, and, uh, we, we sincerely hope that, uh, that you and, and, uh, those around you, uh, your foxhole buddies, your family, um, have a, a wonderful 2022. Um, it's, uh, it, it's going to start out hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot going on, but, um, uh, know your Bible, ladies yes. and gentlemen, know your Bible, know your scriptures, know, know what the Bible says and then what it means by what it says. Um, and, um, get into the word, get into the word and let the word get into you. So thank you again so much. Um, and, uh, for an amazing 2021 and we will see you guys in 2022 on the next episode of matter of theology. That's right. And just because you guys work so hard, you take the rest of 2021 off. 
That's right. You take the rest of the take the rest of 2021 off. And if you're listening to this in 2022, just take today off too. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.